This episode of Dragon's Tales is brought to you by Pursue Health, which is very appropriate because it seems that either this week everyone is injured or away, Baz, and that's why it again you have even less hair due to the stress of having to manage 55 to 75 people. Yep, it's been a very stressful week trying to find numbers for the five teams and then uh, all the changes as well and the ones and Myself carrying with an injury as well, but yeah, I'm tough enough and I'm, uh, I'm going to keep pushing through it. You do, and you have a great physio that looks after you. I do, yep. And uh, so if you don't have a great physio already, head down to Pursue Health, get yourself sorted out. Talking of injured, an absolute war horse is coming up to a celebration, so save this date, December 19th. We'll have a Brighton District Cricket Club member reach their 300-game milestone and we'll, of course, celebrate afterwards down at Dendy Park. More details to come, but save the date. Now, on to the big show, guys. Now, can I just say, before we introduce these yes. guys, I messaged one of them a couple of weeks ago and said, look, can you please make some runs or do something? Yeah. Because we want to get you on the podcast because, you know, you're a bit of entertainment. Yeah. And his first response was, are the ratings dropping? Do you need me to come on to lift the ratings? Mm. So, again, he's, he, you know what he's like. We call him Swaggy for a reason. He's got a lot of swag, a lot of, you know, talk, you know, probably say shit talk. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, it's good to have Swaggy on. So I hope we can back this up because he's talked a big game the last mm. two or three weeks. He finally did something on the cricket pitch as well, which allowed him to come in here. And we've also got Smiles. So Jimmy Hamilton smiles, doesn't stop smiling, always says sorry. Um, I don't know if he'll be as entertaining as Swaggy, but it's good to have them both on the pod. First question to you boys, you come as a package deal, so you're playing the same grade most weeks, you tra- train together, usually arrive together, but apparently there's been a bit of a uh, couple's tip here, and now you're arriving in separate cars, and uh, of course you come on the podcast together, so Smiles, are you the quiet brains behind the two of you, or are you just you know, an accessory to the swag? Oh, well, I like to think of myself as the brains between me and Pato, but uh, we've actually got some good news today, because he finally got his licence. Oh, oh, well so, done. Uh, right. Good work. Is that why you came separate tonight? You, you drove? No, no, no. So you get your license for you didn't drive a train? Or? No, no. What, how is that? What, what's well, going mom's on? mum's up there, so she's working at the moment. So. Okay, so you so, can borrow the car. Or, what's the car situation going to be like? Oh, I'll be fine. It's mine now. So. It's yours. Yeah. You just take it off. I offered oh, Jimmy a lift this week, but it turns out we're different teams, unfortunately. So. Yeah, that's fair enough, too. Yeah. yeah um, so. I, and I, I am with Jimmy. I, I definitely believe you're the brains and the smarts behind oh, the operation. Nah, it's a tougher debate, but uh, <laughs> uh, we'll get into that debate straight away. Then, so you guys are the coaches of the under seventeens. What uh, made you decide to coach juniors in 2020? Oh well, I just thought it was a good opportunity because uh, I think Tommy asked us early in the season, um, and this was the first time we got asked, um, and it just seems like a Good way to get involved with the club. Yeah, yeah I was doing nothing on my Sunday morning, so I thought something to do. And uh, the free drink card every month is a big selling point. You've got to come down to the, the club first to get you, you know, to. I'm always at the club. You're playing on a Saturday night, or I'm seeing you, so that's, that's fine. But, you know, you talk about that, but surely there was some other, you know, the coaching or giving something back to the club. Was that Yeah, fine, yeah, or? the club's given a lot to me, so it's. Uh, my turn to be back now, so uh, bring juniors up and hopefully keep them at the club. Yeah, that's good, good. And so speaking of giving back, obviously you're, you're a coach, so you're, you know, you're, you're, you're blending and you're moulding the minds and the cricket smarts of tomorrow's future. Yeah. Uh, what is your coaching philosophy when it comes to junior cricket? Um, that's a big question, to be honest with you. I haven't <laughs> thought that deeply into it. 
I'm trying to follow the uh, my junior coach Barrel, who uh, took me in when I was under sixteen, me and Jimmy. So uh, yeah, taking his footsteps. It's uh, haven't been doing much, just like what he did to us. So. <laughs> and as the brains, the operation yeah. smiles. What what do you bring? What are, what are you what are you planning each week? What's your what's your kind of format? Oh uh, well, with the philosophy, honestly, don't know. I mean, this is the first sort of time I've done any sort of coaching, so sort of trying to figure it figure it out as as we go along. Um, and I think a lot of these boys play play a lot of seniors cricket and school cricket a lot. So I think they sort of just want to lay back Sunday morning just having some fun. Yeah, the main, the main thing at this age, I think, taking under 17s is just making sure they continue to play their cricket and enjoy it because at this age, they tend to drop off. So just making sure they continue to play cricket and enjoy it. So you're awesome. a bit like their cool older brothers. Yeah. Randy does bring the coolness back nah, to us. Yeah. Well, well, I'd like to think he does. Well, they, I can relate to him. They can relate to me. You know, they're my friends before I'm a coach. So that's kind of how it goes. So they say I gave these blokes nothing, but um, you know I can say that, Dave. I've never said that. That's right. So you told me to say before the podcast. But the fact is that from that their under sixteen year that I coached, but mm. nearly six of them are still playing senior cricket out of this club, which is a pretty good strike rate. So as he just said, make sure they enjoy themselves and keep playing cricket and stay around the club, and then who knows what happens after that. Which yeah, I think try and try and keep it this club, but a lot of them played uh, all over the place, so it's. Might be tough, but if we keep him here, that'll be the uh, the main achievement, I think. Yeah, nice. Um, and obviously, you're having some good results. So, is there any uh, individuals from your team that we should keep an eye on for the rest of the season? Well, it's been tough because we're going into round five this week, and we've only had two games. So we had a bye, and we had one washed out. Um, but probably with batting, we got Flynn McKenzie. He's had a couple good knocks, hit a fifty. Um, and Luke Collis is probably the other one to watch out for on the on the batting front. Yeah. Um, bowling probably Maxi Ralph improved so much from last year. Got a bit more pace, and he's just hit the spot, swinging it all day. Um, and the Pasco boys. So where where they come from? Morty, Morty, Morty Alec. Alec. Yeah. They're playing seniors at Morty Alec, uh, and both of them really good bowlers. So that's probably yeah. the the rundown. Any hit animal that's fine. Uh, Sid as well. The uh, good spinner. And he's a good bat as well, good technique on him. Would you say that he's your protege as a batting spinner all around him? Uh, Definitely the same yeah. age, you reckon? I disagree. I reckon he's a keen cricketer. I'm not sure if I was that keen at that age. Um, but I, he's t- certainly talented. His technique-wise is, is pretty spot on. When he gets a bit bigger and stronger, he's going to hit those boundaries and make some big scores, I'm sure. So he's he's a, he has a bit of swag about him, though. Yeah, of course. Yeah. A bit of a strut, but... Uh, it's nothing wrong with that. No, and it's, it's a pretty young team as well. We've only got, I think Luke Harrington was the, the only 17-year-old. So we've got 14, 15, 16-year-olds. So we've probably got a couple more years out of some of them. Yeah. In juniors, which is good. Which is what I've spoken about this last three podcasts we've had is that why our juniors are all winning this year because it's the first time they're actually playing, especially under-15s, under-13s. First time they've played in probably a year or two seasons where they've actually been at the actual age group that they're in. Yeah. They've always been two years younger than everyone else but now they actually got to that point because our juniors are building the numbers and strong enough yeah. and that's why we're having so much success with our juniors which is really, really good hopefully it flows on and speaking of success your team and the seven B's playing in the Stephen Zeller Shield had a big win on the weekend Brighton 2 for 77 uh, chased them down Ashwood in the first innings made 7 for 73 compulsory closure want to talk us through 
Any of the uh, standout moments of that match? Oh, definitely uh, Jack Pascoe and Max Ralph both took three for seven off five overs. So, I mean, when you've only, you're only getting 14 runs and 10 overs, and it's a 24-over game, we really bowled really well, really locked them down. And then Flynn came in, hit a 50, Sid got 16 not out. Um, and it was easy going because, you know, 77, you know, less than about three and over. No scoreboard pressure, so they just took their time, knocked it around, and got the job done. So it was a really good performance. Are you finding it hard because all the games are 24 hours apiece? Is that right? Yeah, definitely hard with the, the bowling because yep. we do really have probably 10 genuine bowlers out of 13 uh, boys. Yeah. So, I mean, this week I think it was uh, Patty, Patty Lamb and Marco Giampa. I mean, Marco was the best bowler last year. Yeah. They both missed out. Um, so hopefully we're probably looking at a sort of a, like a rotation policy yeah. each week just to give everyone everyone a go because there had been a couple boys the last two weeks that have missed out. Yeah. Is it 24 hours every week for you guys or do you, you play 40 over, over two weeks game? Oh, it's it's all one day. So yeah. yeah, so, so yeah. 24 hours each. Makes it pretty hard for you, doesn't it? Yeah. It would be for all the juniors as well because they are there to play cricket and participate, but yeah, 24 overs to make sure everyone gets a game, uh, gets a go, sorry, and win games, which is what they, all the you know, parents and players would probably want as well. It's a pretty hard sort of thing to juggle. So as long as you're communicating that to the parents and the boys that you're uh, planning on giving everyone a go and stuff, it's, uh, and I'm sure you boys would because you're good at that, Jimmy. Yeah. Um, I think I think you'll be fine. So it's good to see the juniors go well and you two have started well and done a good job. And I'm very happy that you're both uh, coaching as well. I think it's good for you both. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, so far, we actually haven't done much. I mean, <laughs> the boys have done all, just winning games. We've just been sending out emails. But, uh, yeah, well, you have been sending out emails. Yeah. I've, been, I've been managing the list and stuff in the order and really coaching them a bit more than Jimmy has in terms of taking them for fielding trainings before the games and stuff. But, no, it's been good. It's been good fun. Great. So, it's been good fun. You guys obviously play cricket in the twos so far this season. Uh, what's the vibe been like? So, I'll skip all of you guys last year. I've moved on. And uh, left you guys to fend for yourselves. How's the vibe been? It's been a successful season so far. So yeah, well, I think the last two years in the twos has been really good. Oh yeah, since, good fun. Since um, since you captain Gordo, I think it's been really the uh, the atmosphere around the dressing room has been really good in the twos, and um, I think it's, it's shown on the pitch as well. I think we've been getting good results, and uh, hopefully this year we can uh, we can win. I think we've got the team too. Uh, obviously, by this week, there's a lot of outs and the lines, which is unfortunate, and make means the twos uh, twos miss out, but. I think in the long run, uh, we should be able to win the comp because we, our, our team is, I believe, it's pretty stacked. So. Yeah. And I think Mitz just sort of kept the same sort of vibe as last year, you know, 40 hours with the boys. Love that. Yeah. So it has been good fun. Excellent. So that bony pick with you, Swag. Last year you came on the pod yeah. and you told us that you'd given up on bowling. And then we asked you to perform, and when you performed with the ball, you took three for five. Yeah, well, so. I'm not making ones I take wickets. It's usually, like, it's usually <laughs> one or the other. Oh, I'd like to claim this because I told him how good he was bowling the off-season and, yeah. and pissed him the ball, and now he's bowling and bowling well. So surely I get some credit here. Oh, not necessarily. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Wishing the buttons there, I wouldn't say that you deserve any credit for that. Jeez, I think, right. yeah. I think I'd thank me for giving me a few overs and backing me because I didn't bowl too well against Heatherton the week before. But smacked around a bit, but he uh, had faith in me and gave me an opportunity. Um, and I bowled well against uh, who were they again? I, I can't remember. It doesn't matter. Uh, it was Cunny. It was Cunny. You bowled out That's the one. So, what was, what, has your mindset changed towards bowling? How did you overcome your self proclaimed yips? Pardon? How did you overcome your self Oh, uh, yeah, well, I think just last year the confidence was down after the first game. 
bowled terribly in Zimbabwe this season, but uh, um, just decided there's nothing to lose really anymore in terms of bowling. So I just went out there and the pressure was off me. I felt a bit because the week before I didn't bowl did well, so uh, I thought that maybe the expectations were down a bit. So I just went out there and uh, started to bowl well. I was, felt comfortable and I was happy with it. So, nice. Yeah. And so the last year I was coming here and told us you're the, you're the sweatologist, you're the sweepologist. That's well, your favourite. That's your favourite. Oh, the sweep. Yeah, well, I don't call myself Swaggy. That's a name given to me from, from anyone else. Yeah. So, but in terms of the sweep shot, yeah, I mean, it's gotten, gotten me into trouble this year, unfortunately. I was about to say, so two LBs from three knocks. Are you going to put the sweep to the way? Are you going to change yourself? Or are you well, going to embrace that? I'll you know? embrace it. Maybe I've embraced it too much because uh, playing off an opening bowler last game did didn't, didn't go too well. Got me out. Did arrogant maybe? Oh, I don't know. use arrogant. I think I claim that I claim it was there to hit, but uh, you, you, I, I, I feel like that you should be making a lot more runs in that grade than what you are. So, I feel it too. Yeah. Yeah. So I just I, I feel like I've gone myself out pretty much every week, just stupid shots. Yeah. But uh, because you're looking pretty good in nets, like tonight you're facing new pillar, Tommy and yeah, I was around and... the nets, which was nice. Come <laughs> come straight out of the middle. <laughs> But uh, so I'll be in for a big week this week. Oh, but, uh... shit. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll jump over to you, Smiles. As uh, uh, we're walking off to come do this podcast, uh, Swaggy gave you a clip and said, you're going to do anything this week. And so I've noticed in the scorecard that you've slid down the order and you haven't got a bowl. So what did you say to Myth to well, piss him off? Well, I'll just say one thing. He said, um, Jimmy said correctly that I should be batting three in yeah. the two. So he gave up his position for me, which I thought was uh, the right decision. And uh, as a consequence, he, uh, he moved down to bat nine and uh, hasn't bowled, hasn't bowled the last two weeks. But hopefully there's opportunity this week with me out of the team. So, well, I think, I mean, Mitz was saying at the beginning of the season he wanted quicker starts than last year. So we had Alan, Alan himself opening. Um, and then sort of the first two weeks, we just sort of hit that, those middle overs where we only one down, but we really slowed down. Um, so I just said, that, look, if you, if you want to get those quick runs, Probably got to change up the order a bit because personally, me, I'm more of a quick singles sort of person and Mitt's a bit of a boundary hitter. So we probably aren't the best pair at bat together. So I thought, you know, Swaggy's a bit of a boundary hitter himself. So maybe pop him in three and see how it goes. And Swaggy hates a single. <laughs> oh, that's not necessary, yeah. actually. I reckon this season I've been a bit of my quick singles. That's not something I've probably seen. Yeah. Well, you've you been hitting the gym apparently. I mean, on a new How fitness regime, you've been That's what people have been telling me. That's, yeah, what you've been, that's what you've been telling people. That's what people have been telling me, mate. But, um, you know, do you, I, I, I'd like to see you take probably your batting in the nets out into the middle. You seem you've been a lot more positive in the nets and hitting, again, a bit like Pato hitting the ball really well in the nets. So maybe you just need to make sure so you back yourself and you do go out in the middle. If the ball's there, you do hit it, especially off those pads of yours. Yeah, and I mean, it's I don't envy Myth because especially this year, we do have a bit of a, a stacked batting lineup. So obviously, Jimmy Walker missed out on the first two weeks. You know, he's batting, I think, eight and nine, and he didn't bat one week. So I think just sort of... Well, you might be opening this week, well. replacing Jimmy Walker, so... Yeah, we'll see how we go. I've got the clubs as well, so that yeah. might be a bit of a train wreck, but we'll, yeah, we'll see. Nah, I'm, I'm backing you in. It's been a, been a while since I kept, so, yeah. Let's go ahead and embrace that swaggy culture. Just, yeah. just nothing to lose, everything to gain. I mean, it's got only the one, so hopefully it'll work for me. Exactly. Exactly. So we'll go to you, uh, Captain of the Ones, Brian Randall. Yep. So we've got some uh, big announcements we made at training. There's some uh, big changes to all teams, but following from the Ones Downs, we want to announce who's meant to make their first 11 debut for the club this week. Yeah, so we had uh, four changes this week in the in the Ones. Uh, two of them were forced. 
well, three of them were really forced because you came back in. But then there was two other changes that I... So, obviously, we had we lost Al to hamstring injury. Um, Boink is away and Jace is away. So, you obviously came back in from your little uh, trip to the Yarra Valley. Uh, and I had to find two. And I, uh, we picked up Denar, who'd been playing the twos. I thought it would be a good opportunity to get a, some young blood in out for that first 11-10 with the average age of about 97. Um, and then I picked... Um, I actually picked Pato because uh, we thought I needed an extra bat to replace um, Jace as well. And then the day I was, I was thinking about our team a bit more and looked at our bowling line, we had nine bowls. And I thought, well, I think uh, I need to make some changes to our batting lineup. And I looked at our bowling lineup with Cuda and Hayden had only bowled like five or six overs the last three games pretty much with, with our bowling attack being, you know, doing pretty well with the spinners. So I just wanted them to get eight overs and to strengthen up our batting lineup as well. So we uh, picked up James Walker so after his two thirties and the thirty odds and the twos and batting well and uh, started the year. So happy to play anyone from the twos as long as they're performing. And yeah, and Scott Gordon comes up as well. So he's been buying well in the twos and um, thought he needs to step up and probably help our middle order out a bit more in the one. So like I said before, I. Uh, the start of the year, I put Ed, Jimmy, and Pato in the in the twos. I wanted them to earn their spots, and Ed probably uh, came back in last week and bowled pretty well. I'm hoping that Pato is keen to play ones and wants to play ones cricket and comes in and takes his opportunity, which he'll get this weekend as well. And hopefully, you know, James probably one day cricket doesn't suit him. If we're if we're completely honest, and that's fine, but. Yeah, he's not far away either, so hopefully he can go back to opening or wherever he bats in the weekend and gets a couple of runs and he pushes himself in as well. So I think the ones probably, while we want to be competitive and win games and try and play finals and win flags, I think it's a bit of a time also to probably look towards our younger players and get them stepping up because we've got five or six blokes who are well and truly over their 30s and the ones that are can't keep going forever, so it's up to them now to really step up. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, hopefully, I take it this time. I've been given a few opportunities in the ones last year and didn't, uh, didn't perform to the standard required, so hopefully, this time this time out, I'll uh, do it better. I think last year when we played you boys and even the year before when you've played, it's been more of a, like, a bit like Denali, like a bit of a grounding, saying, Here's what it looks like, here's what you know, it tastes like now. We're trying to, I want them to earn their spots and really push for it. So, you know, Pat made a couple of runs and taken some wickets, so. Yeah, like I said, hopefully he wants to play that level and, you know, if he doesn't, then that's fine as well. But I want him to push and make more runs than me and uh, take more wickets than me as well. I don't, I, if he does that instead of me, I'm happy for him to do that. I'll, I'll bowl eighth change this week. Lovely. You won't, but that's okay. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> when, you're, when you're second leading, you're taking the call. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There it is. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Wait 20 minutes for it, but there it is. All right, to finish up the podcast, a little rapid recap of the other grades that played over the last weekend. Un-11s, no scorecard, no biggie. They played for fun, so we'll move. And they they, right. they, they just lost, but they're, they're going really well. Yeah. All the juniors going super well. Under-13 Bs, uh, 6 for 158, decla- not declared, but closed innings, defeated Monash and Waverley Juniors, 6 for 128, with uh, big Seth Greenberg, 50 not out, and Joel Ambrose, 2 for 19, Sidney Greenberg, I think he's going to be a real good cricketer. Yeah, he's got a bit of swagger about him as well, actually. All the juniors have a lot of swag. It's yeah. good to see. Yeah. Maybe yeah. a touch too much, but... It's all right. They're it's allowed right. to have a bit of arrogance. Yeah. But it'll eventually get knocked out of him. Yeah. 
Eventually. 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 But under 13 Bs are going <laughs> real well. Uh, under 15s, the under 15As had a nice win. One for 189 compulsory closure. Defeated Moorabbin, three for 131. We had three 50s. We had uh, Fletcher Batty, Jake Rissau, and Jesse Van Ruen. Uh, who was in line for a ones de baton, but then he yeah. Was- so Jesse was was going to play ones this week. Um, unfortunately, today uh, rolled his ankle uh, playing touch rugby and is out for probably two weeks. So he was, you know, came across. He's played our juniors here on a Sunday for the last two seasons, and yeah, he was going to play ones this week as well. Another like Danal, fourteen years old and pretty good cricketer, pretty talented, but obviously injury. But he'll get his opportunity. Uh, yeah, after Christmas. So yeah. And uh, Gus White from the bowlers, two for 16. Look, good to see some lots of good bowlers coming through, as is usually the case here at Dragon Park. Under 15, Bees also had a win, two for 118, compulsory closure, uh, defeated Malvin, six for 110. And uh, people that made their names in the paper, we had uh, Patrick Hibbard with 47. We also had Will Norton and Jackson Perry with two for 14, two for 18. And so Kurt Sides winning as well, which is good yeah. to see, as well as Tommy's. Yeah, I think we need to get the, uh, now we've got these two down to the coaches in. We might need to start getting the coaches from the juniors in and start peppering them. So maybe get a bit of Kurt. Do you remember Kurt will come on the podcast? Surely. Yeah, and get That's Tommy. an avid listener, a long time listener. Get Tommy. I don't think we can get Boink in here. We might get his, uh, his little assistant. Oh, no, sorry. Boink is the assistant. Mm. It's, it's Guy. It's Guy, the guy running it. Yep. We might get him in here as well. So, yeah. Uh, that is the junior action. And then women's, another tough knock for women's in the rain. Monash Uni, two for 106, compulsion closure, uh, defeated uh, women's firsts, two for 38. Uh, shout out though to River Galia with one for 13 off her four. Fifth 11, the Saul and Jack father son 11. Uh, they had a big win, so 173 all out, defeated Elwood, 111 all out. We did say what we'll still do with the batting and the bowling to try and uh, win the club championship of Jack, and I yep. think the answer is going to bowl a lot more overs. Yeah, well, he's um, he actually forced the opposition to play. There's a bit of a still at second's hands, I think, but um, yeah, I think he might actually be, he's in a bit of trouble, I think, with it. But anyway, but yeah, uh, you watch Sulf, the old uh, he'll start Jack. Like I said, I said two weeks ago, Jack Jack starts dominating. He'll start bowling Jack Less and batting Jack Lower and swapping the roles because he can't have that in his household. And Jack, if you're listening, I'm on your side, mate. So if you have any issues about your dad, you know, hogging the ball and the bat and not giving you a fair go, just just hit me up and I'll sort your dad out. Yeah. So Saul, four for 19. Jack, three for 13. Saul also scored 32 with Jake Cochin, 43, and Dom Savage, 28. Uh, Cochin can play as well. Yeah. Good, good cricketer. It, the thing I've noticed this year is a lot of um, good cricketers in our lower grades that we probably need to start eating up through the year. Yeah, don't worry. I'm, uh, I'm starting to put my foot down, so don't worry. Yeah, good to see. Happened, happened a little bit this week. Yeah. Uh, the fourth 11, they drew with Melbourne Hellenic. Um, they obviously, Steve Ralph isn't as good as a negotiator when it comes to wet weather as uh, Saul was. Yeah. And so uh, they pulled the pin. Uh, Hellenic four for 168 compulsory closure with Max taking 232. Um, we were four for 97 and Steve Rouse 37 not out. Although Steve's pretty convinced that they had um, the game in the bag when Rain forced them to pull the pin. And then I finally got a bone to pick with you, Baz. Yep. I've asked Matt Nosky nicely every week. Yep. To provide him with a match report so we can go through this in the pot. Yep. So he's, as a good captain, he's delegated it. He's delegated it. Yep. But then his delegation's falling through. Yep. So they're now the myth team. 
Okay. That's, that's, what that's what I wanted to say. Well, you, you, fair, you can pass it on because obviously. Uh, yeah, to be fair, given their scorecard, probably doesn't need to be spoken about. There we go. And it won't be spoken about because apparently the thirds don't exist. And finally, first 11, uh, Brighton District, 132 all out. Jason Oldfield, 45. Andrew Lasky, 29. Mordiello chased it down, three down, with Paul Gould taking a too far. Uh, anything to mention there, Baz, or one just to forget about from the end? Um, oh, look, we finally got off to a good start, which we've been wanting all year. Uh, and middle order for the second week in a row. You know, I know we're only chasing 80 against McKinnon, but middle order really didn't do much. And again, on the weekend, just poor batting, just Hollywood shots, uh, no dedication and no smarts about it. So it was pretty disappointing, our batting. And then our bowling, we probably attacked too much early to get wickets because you pretty much needed to bowl them out on that deck and that ground. And um, probably didn't bowl well enough early, but that was because we are looking to take wickets. Uh, Goody myself came on and tightened it up uh, and that allowed Goody to get a couple of wickets. I got made over straight, none for 15. Um, and Goody bowled, he's pretty tidy as well. He had two for not many and then came back on at the end to try and snag another wicket or two and they hit him for a couple, so his figures got a bit ruined. But, um, you only went yeah. for seven. You went for seven in your last over as well, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I was bowling pretty well. Um, bowling some hand grenades and some double bounces <laughs> almost to... Oh, when, when a team decides not playing shots against you, what do you mean to do, Pato? Well, what did you do, Pato? You know, three for five. So, you yeah, just took wickets. Well, exactly. when they just dead bat me, they had no interest. I don't want to feel it up, everything. Anyway, it just baffled me, but that's what it is. When you, when you, Thanks, respect, Baz. Respect, exactly. They had respect for my bowling. God, that's respect for your bowling. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the same thing, so that's fair enough. Um, yeah. It, it, it actually bought all right and so did Tommy and H as well for his few overs but again like I said for H just he's going to go back to the twos by eight overs by well and uh, put pressure on you know the likes of Ed and that to, in the ones so nice work alright traditionally speaking boys we have a player of the week and a moment of the week which is nominated by our guests and so could you have any plays and players and moments of the week to nominate to round out the podcast the um, self-nomination? Yeah, or? sure, if you want. That's, that seems to be your jam, so you're going to say your three for five is play of the week performance, then sure. Bro. I think it's going to be up there. Uh, what do you reckon, Jimmy? I'd back the three for five off every week, so that's pretty good performance. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. It's been there solid. Go. There you go. The player of the week is, in fact, the Swaggy P self-nomination <laughs> head wobble. A few of the juniors have made 50 and t- took a few polls. Yeah, I get on, I get on. Good stuff, juniors. But, but, I mean, yeah, I mean, three for seven, it's not as good as three for five, is it? Exactly. What, what number of bats were they, mate? Huh? What number of bats were they? What, where, what whereabouts in the order? Oh, uh, was it 8, 9, 10? No, no, no. It was uh, you know, five, more like 5, 6. No, it's found in the order. Um, some of the big hitters there. Um, so it was... And can you talk us through the three deliveries you took wickets on? But number um, 6. To be fair, Jimmy Walker also dropped the cash. I really should have had 4. It was 6, five. 8, and 9 he took. So yeah, nine. It's a bit of Mitch Dark action. Yeah, just clean. Well, I think time. number five, Jimmy Walker dropped. So okay. yeah. could have had four for four for five, but um, let that one go. It wasn't going on it. So. I mean, everyone makes mistakes, Panthers. You gotta let it go. Yeah. I've seen you yeah, drop a few yeah. catches and parry a few, <laughs> and and parry one or two over for oh, six as well. Oh, okay, that's it. Four. All right, before we turn to fisticuffs, we'll round out this episode of Dragon Tales. Thanks to Smiles, thanks to Swaggy, thanks to Captain Baz. And a reminder to save the date for the 19th of December, we will be celebrating Mr. 300. Who is it? You'll find out next week.